kick us off? I'd love to. Hey, everybody. Welcome back after a very long hiatus. My bad. No, that wasn't just your bad. That was that was both of our bads. But welcome back to Life on the Vine. I'm Hutch, and I'm here with Jackson. Woohoo! And we are super excited to be coming back at you live from the Hennessy Howard Studio. That's right. Haven't been in this uh, in this room in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been a busy summer. I, I don't even remember when the last episode was aired but it's been a couple months it it's been a little bit more than a couple months yeah I don't know. it's been a minute and uh first off wanted to apologize on on that um we should have had the foresight that this is what the summer was gonna be it's true and how it was gonna be um but we didn't but you know we're learning so uh, <laughs> last summer wasn't like this at all yeah. so we you know had time to I blame Jim going on sabbatical, Dr. Miller going on sabbatical. That's that's my excuse. I think that's a good one. That's a good one. Because <laughs> I, I, I was gonna blame I was gonna blame uh my normal summer schedule of mission trips and VBS yeah. and I mean that makes it hard too when you're just going, going, going. So interns yeah. in in the office, but uh But it's it's been a good summer and uh we're yeah, like we said, we're excited to be back. Yeah, we had all the plan, all these plans for the summer too, of what we were gonna do we, different, we do. and we we're yeah. gonna bring you some like summer episodes. But uh, they might be fall episodes now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we're we're still in summer technically. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a hundred degrees pretty much every day this week, so I uh-huh. think we're still in summer. Yeah, but Steve was pretty funny. He was like, "You guys should do still do your summer episode, but you should call it Is It Too Late to Summer.'" Ooh, like, our, is it too late to Lent and is yeah. it too late to Advent? And so maybe we can wait until Labor Day and then do. Is yeah, it is it too late? late summer. To, yeah, summer is more of a mindset than a. That's right. State of being, really. <laughs> but anyway, we could dwell on the past, but we're yeah. not going to. We're going to trudge forward into the present. Yeah, trudge <laughs> just was not the word I wanted to use. That that. <laughs> I've been using pelt a lot. Pelt. Yeah, pelt. So. Like a wolf pelt? No, like, you know, like pelting rain. Yeah. Like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So uh, if, if, if any of you listening don't know, uh, Jackson and I have almost 17-month-olds. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. And Edmund is, you know, he, he's he's kind of a hefty child at this point. He's, uh, <laughs> he's high percentile <laughs> in the height, and he is very active. And particularly when he runs on our hardwood floors, it's just like boom, 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 boom. And he kind of leads with his belly. And uh, for me, whatever whatever the reason, the word pelt, like a kid pelting, um, is just I'm like he's 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 pelting. That's the word for it. Yeah. He's not even running. He's not. He's, he's pelting in every direction. And it's sort of short bursts, and then he turns back and wants to make sure that we're watching. But anyways. That's that's my suggestion. We're pelting. We're pelting forward. Pelting into the present. I like. Ooh, yeah. good alliteration. Good. Thanks. Thanks. So, uh, so Jackson, what are we? What are we? What topic are we pelting into today? That's a, that's a, uh, great question. Um, what we are going to be, um, delving into today is something that I think that we can all uh, benefit from something that I can personally benefit from. Um, so, um, 
coming at this not from a, a lens of perfection or being able to do this even what I would say well, yeah. um, but, but one of encouragement for me as, as well. Um, but we're going to talk about listening, right? What? What did you say? We're going to be talking about listening. Licensing? Licensing? License. Yes. Licensing? Listening. Oh, listening. Oh, didn't hear you. Yeah. Sorry. Very funny, This is what you get when we haven't been in the studio for a while. You know, all our bad jokes and stuff will come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listening. I think this is a really good one. I'm, I'm excited about this topic. Yeah. And, and it, it's just something that I think over the last year, year and a half has been something that's been really difficult to do because we've wanted to voice our opinions about things. And so it, it's kind of decreased the level of listening that is happening. And I, I point to the last year and a half kind of over COVID and all that stuff, but I think it's probably been a progression within our society for a while, yeah. you know, um, for the last five years, maybe, maybe even 10, I, my brain didn't start working until about five years ago. So I, I hesitate to mention anything yeah, yeah, it's hard. Uh, previous to that, but, um, so, so we're going to be talking about listening and what it means to listen to, uh, one another. And then, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I think that it's funny cause we, we started talking about this and, coming up with this idea for a podcast because of a conversation that you and I had over in the office. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, I have some friends that are, uh, getting married and, um, I, I like to joke with, with Dan, uh, about their, um, uh, I'm pre- doing their marriage counseling. He's doing their marriage yeah. counseling. Yeah. And so I like to joke if with Dan about, yeah. about that. Don't uh, worry. I haven't talked to Jackson about any yes, specifics. He is a, steel vault of information but i i always try to jokingly coax some information yeah. out of him i don't really want the information it's just a joke <laughs> um yeah. but he's he's done the way that you've lined it up or maybe just the way that things are happening you have several marriage counselings going on right now for for couples mm-hmm. that are that are uh, moving towards marriage that yep. are engaged yep. moving towards yep. marriage and yeah. um just did a wedding a week ago yeah so, yeah that's right yeah um, so there's been a lot that Dan has been doing and he said, you know what? We could all really benefit from a little bit of marriage counseling. Yeah. And I said, really? How so? And it was on this topic of, of listening and active listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about what you meant on when you said we yeah. could all benefit from a little bit of marriage counseling. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, and again, not going to go into any specifics about any particular couple, but I, it has been interesting. I've done, I think I've, I've done close to 20 weddings. So not, I mean, not a ton in the big scheme. I know people that have done hundreds and hundreds, but um, I've done, I've done a few over, over the years and, and then I've, I've gone through counseling myself um, as when, when Hannah and I got married and then have taken a few classes and such. And also have, and if you've been on, if you listen to this podcast, you know, my parents do a lot of relationship counseling and then my sister and my brother-in-law are both psychologists and counselors. My um, sister has her PhD and my brother-in-law has his master's. So, um, so I also, I hear a lot about yeah what they're doing and the work that they're doing. And part of the reason I was so curious about this is because I told Dan that when, when we got married, Jessica and I didn't go through any marriage counseling. Uh, the person yeah. who, who did our wedding, is a good uh, friend of ours who is a, uh, 
certified uh, minister in in uh, a different denomination, um, and he just got his certification in that right before our our wedding. And so he did our wedding. He was one of my roommates, and it was uh, it was great. Um, but as far as as um, marriage counseling leading up to our wedding, he had had zero experience in that, and was um, uh, um, you know did did his best. But we didn't go through any sort of program or anything like that. That that couples who are getting married yeah. here at First Pres, um, they have a little bit of uh, of structure in that uh, yeah. to to go through, and so. Yeah. Um, I was just curious because I was like, oh, I've never yeah. done this before. Maybe I would benefit from this. Maybe, yeah. I, you know, what What can you tell me? So, yeah. Dan, you can use me as the model as and you, the can, put, you yes. can put me yes. through through marriage counseling. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, Jess would need to be here for oh, yeah. to really put you through marriage. I don't That's want true. you to be answering for her. But, but no, I, I think it's, you know, like you say, so one of the things about, about counseling is that you do see trends and you do see patterns. And not just me, but like other people and people that write books, you know, like these are things. And so, for for example, some of the, the, the big issues that, that tend to cause trouble in marriage, finances would be one of them. Um, that's, that's always brought up as something that causes issues. And then communication and conflict resolution are sort of another, and, and those are different categories, but they're sort of, in some ways, they're related. How do we communicate and then sort of how does our communication help us when we come up against barriers and and that's just always something that couples need to work on and and it doesn't matter how good the couple already is at those things they still need to work on it and speaking personally you know there's a you know i think hannah and i we still we still work on it and we're still growing in it and and what i've so i did marriage counseling for a long time before i was married and people always ask me like, is that weird? And is that hard? And, and I think my primary answer is that it's marriage counseling, but the heart of it is how do you be in relationship with other people? Right. Right. And, and that's, it's a unique relationship. Um, it's, it's, there's no, there's no relationship quite like it, but a lot of the principles apply across the board, particularly when it comes to communication when it comes to listening, when it comes to how do you resolve conflict, and and I do think that listening is sort of at the heart of a lot of these things. How do you how do you listen well? So, um, so I think this is applicable. It doesn't really matter. Um, but we're all in relationships, and mm-hmm. so I think this this the the principles apply to all of us and any of us. Um, and I'm actually going to start with Sunday school yesterday, because the Sunday school that, that I facilitate is walking our way through James. And if you have read James recently, you know that chapter three is all about the tongue and the dangers and the evils of the tongue. And, you know, it really, as you go through the new Testament, there's a lot that scripture has to say about our speech and the lot that scripture has to say about, um, wisdom being shown by how we refrain from speaking and how we watch our words and how we limit our words and then also by the the danger of our words and the hurt that our words can cause yeah um and so again just just to give some more backing to this scripture is has a lot to say about listening um i think we see listening from jesus jesus asks a lot of questions and Jesus speaks and Jesus shares, but Jesus also asks a lot of questions and lets people speak to him. And 
and, and listens to them and listens to what they really have to say. So um, I think this is an important thing, again, for all of us, no matter where we are. Um, and I think that, so, so listening. So I, th- I think that a couple things that I would say, one would be that there are different ways of listening. Okay. So I can, I can quote unquote, listen and, and what I really am doing, I'm just hearing you. I'm hearing the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah. Right. That's one form of listening. Um, and that's not really what we're talking about. Okay. Um, cause I can listen in that sense and not really understand you, not really care about what you're saying. Right. And not really, um, take it to heart or to mind. Right. Right. Um, I, I'm, and my son has developed this too, but I, I'm sort of the king of the nine mile stare. I get distracted and Hannah will be calling my name and, and I'm like, Oh wait, sorry, you were talking. You know, I was like, I can technically, I'm probably listening, yeah, hearing, yeah. but I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Um, so that's not what we're going for. Right. That's not the goal. Uh, then I think there's, there's listening, and, and this is, I think, where most of us live, is that we're listening, but we're listening in order to speak. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, th- and we see this particularly in debates and in conversations, mm-hmm. right? You know, what's this? And particularly if you're in an official debate, what's everyone doing while the other person's talking? They're taking notes. They're taking notes, right? Yeah. Because you're going to you're preparing yourself to take down all of their arguments and to defend everything that was said against you or against your position during their time. And so you're listening to respond and you're listening so that whenever there's an opening, you can jump in and get your two cents in. Right. Right. And there's a time and a place for that. If you're in a official debate, that's really, really good. Yeah. Right. That's, that's important. And it's important to listen to what they're saying, but that's not always super helpful in relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's where most of us live again, but that's not really what we're talking about. So the level of listening that I would encourage, and I think is really essential for relationships is listening to understand. And so it's a listening of, okay, I hear what you're saying and let me, and usually I, I would say how this is manifested and and what we encourage sort of in counseling is okay you hear something someone speaks to you and yes. maybe they say i i don't feel heard right i don't feel heard or usually it comes out as you're not listening to me yeah right and we'll talk we can talk a little bit more about that <laughs> um i don't feel heard so instead of saying no i listen to you i'm very attentive to you that that's that's sort of listening to respond but Another way that we could do that is, okay, you don't feel heard. What about me and how I respond to you gives you the impression that I'm not listening? Right? Right. Oh, We've I listened see. in both ways. Bo- both are listening in some sense. And, and, but the second one says, okay, I hear you and I want to I hear more. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's listening so that we can listen. Yeah. In that sense is listening so that we can truly understand what's going on. And, and that's one of the things that we work on in marriage counseling. Um, and I think that that's, that's sort of the, the general idea. What I would say is something that all of us need to work on. 
Yeah, and I so that's just a. I think that you're a snippet at the beginning. You're totally right. I think that my my posture is usually to listen to be able to respond, um, and I think that that's that's the way that we that's where we live. Like you said, um, I think especially um, with our recent state of of the world everyone's got an opinion yeah and we have platforms now where we can share our opinion that yeah. uh, others can listen or they don't have to listen but my my voice is important and so that i should share whatever i have and so a lot of times that um translates into and so i'm talking about social media and i'm talking about we have different platforms there to to say whatever it is that we want to say um, but I also think that that permeates our human to human interaction mm-hmm. and that we don't actually listen to other people in, in, in that because, um, like you said, when we listen to listen more mm-hmm. or we're, we, I think feel that we're being infringed upon because when do yeah. I get to say something? Yes. I'm listening to you, yes. but you when is it your turn to, to listen, listen to, to me? me yeah and i i think that that can be a really um shaky ground to walk on mm-hmm. and i and i think that also too as well um no matter what side of what issue you're on or these different sides of the conflict that you're on we're being reinforced and told by society that if you don't say something, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. That you have to yeah. either defend this or defend that. You have to hold your ground and defend your position. And that leaves very little room for for listening because I can't I can't just sit here and listen to somebody and not say something because now I'm complicit in letting them think the way that they think. Yeah. And it yeah, and it, and absolutely. it's I think that it's less about how somebody thinks and it's more about what they're actually saying to you. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times people say things with their words that are not actually what they're saying to you. They're actually yeah. saying, I'm scared or yes, yes, I feel imposed upon or yeah. Yeah. they're saying something else more than this is the side of this debate that I land on, or this is the side of this debate that I land on. Yeah. And when we hear I'm scared or I feel like you don't care about this or, and I'm taking that personally because of whatever we we're talking about an issue, which is not a personal necessary thing. It's kind of, it's kind of out there and it's beyond us when really a lot of times when we're entering these discussions, we're holding these things very, very close because they are very, very personal yes. to us. Yes. And so now when we respond to the argument, somebody can take that very personally because they're, they're holding it very, very close. And it's not anyone's fault in that, yeah. but it the result of it is that we were hearing the words that they were saying, but we were not listening to what they were saying. Absolutely. And so therefore yes. we're responding to what we, what we heard when we should be 
responding to the underlying tone of what yes. they're saying to us. Yes. And I think that's so important. And and it's and it's one of those things where I do think there's there's time and places for both. Mm-hmm. And again, like public debate, public discourse. Like there there are times when you're really just trying to get at what what are you know what are what are the facts what what do we what what's sort of the the truth um, of of this particular issue but particularly when it comes to community and particularly when it comes to relationships with people we we have to recognize that there is that that other layer mm-hmm. of of what's going on in in people's lives and that um and I think that's been particularly true this year as we've as we've gone through so many different so through social upheaval and through so many conversations and I think you know COVID is an easy one to, to talk about, um, but easy one to talk about. Well, okay, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's I a, know it's prevalent. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. It's it's on it's it's on the fore. It's yeah. obviously not easy to talk about. Yeah. But it's on the fore in so many ways. So. Yeah, I think that's right, and and. and and again, thinking from like a marriage standpoint and what you might hear in marriage counseling is again, often a, I don't feel heard or maybe you're being critical or you always, uh, you, you know, you're always critical when I do this or something like that. And, 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 and we'll, we'll, we can talk about you and I language because yeah. I think that's important too yeah. when you're getting into relationships, but you know, what's usually there's something under underneath that because why does that person care if you're being critical right mm. um what's what's the loss for them what's the danger for them what's the fear for them um and we don't get we, sometimes then we get into family systems and i yeah. had one parent that was critical of another parent and that makes me and then something happened and whatever else but like usually it's some sense of when you're critical of me i feel alone i feel devalued i feel dehumanized i feel a a gap growing between us like there's some sort of relational collateral that happens that's under the surface of that statement you're being critical Mm -hmm. right and so if you care about the relationship you can't just fix the issue you can't just convince them, well, I'm actually not being critical. I actually am doing this for your good because you have these growing edges and you need to be better. Um, and let's be honest, particularly in marriages, the stereotype often rings true that husbands are the fixers and they just want to like gloss over all of the emotional stuff and just get to like, how can we fix quote unquote the problem? Yeah. And that's a stereotype, but it does tend to be true yeah um and sometimes what we have to realize is that the actual like quote unquote fix means stepping deeper into the issue yeah (laughs) and and learning to listen yeah and to understand what's really going on um but i think and i'll bring up covid right yeah quote unquote easy to talk talk about but you know the the rhetoric is you you don't care right you don't care about my family member or you don't care about me you don't care about my health or you're being fearful you're being um you're not paying attention to the scientists or you know whatever that's sort of i would say some of the rhetoric that we see on the surface yeah um and i think you know what's what's behind that like i have someone that i love and i'm afraid for their safety you know i'm afraid of what's going to happen and the loss of that person in my life or I'm missing community. 
I haven't been in community for a year and I'm feeling cut off and I'm feeling alone and I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling heard, you know, in Mm -hmm. that. And, and, and I'm feeling like I'm out here by myself, right? Mm -hmm. I feel by myself. So there's, there's a relational collateral behind the thing or, um, I, on the other side, maybe I, um, feel like I'm feeling judged. Like I, I feel, um, you're, I feel attacked. I feel, I do care. I, I do, um, see what's going on and you're not letting me have a different opinion without saying that I'm like a monster or a horrible person or someone that doesn't care. And so that makes me feel, uh, criticized and and um cut off and estranged right there, there's mm-hmm. relation whatever our position when we get into these discussions there's relational collateral again mm-hmm. if it's if it's not just people talking about policy but like if, if we're in relationship with one another and trying to have these conversations we have to recognize that there's relational collateral and and listening is not just listening to an opinion that we can then tear down with our facts, yeah. <laughs> um, even if they're true, right? I mean, right. again, this is, I, I don't want to diminish the reality of truth in this, but recognizing that there's more going on and that the relationship needs that level of, of understanding and listening. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's hard with, with COVID in particular. Um, and it, it's, it's hard with any, any discussion, right? Yeah. Because um, so often we can, go through these conversations we can even go through particularly good listening um and and hearing people for what it is that they um are really trying to voice and especially i'll just use covid but especially with covid there's a desired action that's at the end of what yes there i'm afraid so i need i want this or i'm cut off from people and I'm feeling lonely. So I need this. Yeah. And sometimes those two desires can be at odds with one yeah. another. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's where, um, we can find ourselves and we're interpreting that on a level where we're, maybe we haven't quite dove beneath the surface of the, of, of the rhetoric and of the, of the words, but we're still interpreting that and we're still pulling all those things together. Um, And that, that is where we kind of come into conflict resolution, right? Where we're talking about listening here, but now there's like conflict resolution. Yeah. And when we're in relationship with other people, what, what does that mean? And what does that look like after we've done some of this? Yeah. Heavy lifting in the listening department. Yeah. I mean, usually, you, usually it means some concessions, yeah. I would say. Uh, but I do think that listening is a huge part of it because I think a lot of, a lot of conflict is at its core disconnection mm-hmm. in relationships. Yeah. Um, and and then kind of trying to figure out once once you begin to understand where the other person is coming from, and not just theoretically, but sort of put yourself in their shoes and let them know that you put yourself there. I think that goes a long ways. And then also if, if you've gone through the process of listening and not just trying to respond, but actually listening to, to them and, and, and why, you know, why do you think this and, and what's going on and what's the, you know, all of that stuff. Then I think it, 
it opens you a little bit more to be willing to okay well what what does a solution look like you know what mm-hmm. what is the way that we can we can work forward in this um yeah you can and ed- work towards a compromise you can work toward that, a compromise that yeah. point yeah and, and and this is something it kind of depends on the situation yeah you know what the, what the conflict is and and what could be done and um i i think it you know what what are the values that are at stake here mm-hmm. and is there what what can you give up for the sake of the other person um are there ways in which thinking about paul and uh, ephesians five twenty submit to one another out of reverence to christ mm-hmm. as this sort of model of the christian life and i think it's important that he says that before he goes into this beautiful discourse about marriage and yeah you know the relationship of christ and the church but it's this it begins with this submit to one another out of reverence for christ and so how do we how do we seek to do that first right and, and i think that's a, another issue that so often we go into conversation hoping that the other person will submit to us yeah we never say that yeah but that's really what we're hoping yeah we hope that they will submit to our desired outcome yeah um and that's not biblical. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not the Christian way. Yeah. And so, but listening begins that process of submitting. And then, again, I think it, it kind of depends on what the issue is. Um, well, it's so stinking hard because it seems like reading through the Sermon on the Mount and reading through uh, some of Paul's letters this summer, Jesus and Paul do a really good job of cutting us off at the knees when it comes mm-hmm. to like, trying to have a desired result at the end of listening to somebody yeah Um, because we are supposed to be from a posture of that we consider others as more important than ourselves yes and that if if that is truly our posture then there are a lot of concessions that are going to be made on our part yeah right yeah and if we're entering into that discussion um in a in a in a biblical way, I think that there are probably going to be concessions on both sides, but there's other times where we are called to enter into that discussion that way all the time, even if the other person isn't entering into the discussion in that that way. And that is so hard, right? And I think that's part of why this is so challenging because who wants to be the first person to submit? Who wants to be the first person to listen and to not get your opinion in. Well, especially when I know I'm right. Right? It's especially like, when you know when I right. know that I'm yes. right, it's yes. like, no, my job here is not to give you some sort of concession or I'll give you a concession as long as you agree that I'm right. Yeah. Or, you know, there's always, my job here is to make sure that you come away with the right way of thinking. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's a lie. That's not yeah. true, but yeah, that's and, our and desire. Again, I do want to, well, you can push back. I, I want to throw in right now. I do think there are times we're, we're talking about the context of a relationship and one desiring to be in a relationship. And I do think there are times when, you know, if we're talking about the core truths of the gospel or something like that, you can still listen. Like, why don't you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? Like, that's, you know, you should never not listen. But that doesn't always mean that you're going to come to a compromise. It's like, well, yeah, maybe Jesus is, you know, like, no, you're like, Jesus is still God. Sure. And he's full. You know, like there are things you're not going to concede, but there are a lot of things, uh, particularly when it comes to relationship and, and life together. And, you know, most of the conflicts in relationships are not about the Apostles' Creed, right? Most, right. most of it about um, 
you know, should we have the guitar in the sanctuary at 11 o'clock or should we only have traditional music or, uh, you know, I don't want to get too personal with anyone listening, but <laughs> it's stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Or, or it's the, um, I'm, I'm always the one that's pursuing this relationship and you're not, you know, right. I feel like this, we're out of balance in our, it, wh- whatever, but it's not anyways. No, no, no. I, I just want to say that. I think that that that's right. Is that it, we we enter into a lot of these things and there are some things that we shouldn't concede on right doesn't yeah. mean that we get to be a jerk about it and yeah. it doesn't mean that we get to not listen yeah I we mean, still even, get to listen and even we, jesus asks his disciples who do people say i am right right you know he doesn't just begin with boom i'm the son of god yeah. i'm the messiah right who do you who do I don't know. It would just fascinate the amount yeah. that Jesus listens and asks questions. Who do people say that I am? And who do you say that I yeah. am? Okay. Let's, let's, you let's, know. let's tease this out a little bit. Yeah. And sorry. Continue, and yeah. No, no, I think that that's great because we are always supposed to listen, even if we aren't always going to give concessions on things. But yeah. I think the things that we can give concessions on far exceed what we think we can give concessions yes. on. Yeah. I think that we are like, no, I can't give any concessions on this because this is the right way of thinking or that yeah. this is the right thing. Yeah. And that is, I'm not saying that that we make truth subjective in, yeah. in this way rather than objective. But if I'm, if I'm listening to somebody else and I'm not teaching somebody else, I'm listening to them, then, then that, that changes my posture completely i they're not asking me for my opinion on this they are they are seeking for me to understand yes where they are coming from and that my turn to talk will come at some point or it may not come i don't know yeah but it's not now yes my job right now is to listen yeah and to say you know i hear you and i understand where you're coming from or get to the point where i can understand where they're coming from yes you know i've I've listened to some of Sean McDowell. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know if our listeners or anyone would be familiar. I wasn't super familiar with him. He's the son of Josh McDowell, who mm-hmm. is a famous Christian apologist and still alive. And um, Sean McDowell's son teaches adjunct at Biola and does a lot of sort of apologetics and, and um, some of those things. But he has a, a YouTube podcast and has people on and has people on from a variety of different perspectives. And I watched, um, Part, most of one with uh, a guy who's an atheist who has an, a YouTube channel. I think he's called the, it's like Young Atheist or something like that. And he had one on, uh, shot him to be more, I don't know, con- conservative evangelical Christian and had one on with um, one of the leading figures in sort of the extreme uh, progressive movement. And and in both times, he really just asked questions. He just said, hey, help help us, help me, help my listeners um, where we obviously come from a different perspective, but help me to understand what is it exactly that you actually believe, not mm-hmm. just a straw man of your opinion, but what do you actually believe? What do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about the Trinity? What do you believe about these different issues? And he, he just listened for like an hour, you know, and just asked questions. And sometimes he would say, so we, this would be a difference because we tend, we think this, or we look at scripture this way, or we take these verses and this is how we interpret them. And you don't, you interpret them this way. Is that Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that sort of follow-up question, um, and and what was fascinating in part was a just the collegiality and these two guys that strongly disagree were were very kind to each other, 
you know, and, and seemed like there was some mutual respect there mm-hmm. despite these agreements. But then also the, the truth in some ways was highlighted because it was clear where the, where the divides were. So I, I think, right. Anyway, that's just one example, but I, I well, and I, I think that you bring up a good point, and I think that you bring up a point in that's very um, uh, practical to our relationships and being in relationship with people, because Sean McDowell wouldn't necessarily be in relationship, maybe to that point, with either of those people that you kind yeah. of that yeah. were guests on his podcast. Maybe yeah. he's in relationship with them now, but yeah, going I, into that, yeah. probably not. It's yeah. more of the anticipated to be the debate format. Yes. Um, but when we're in relationship with one another, one of the things that we, I think the direction that society is going right now is that if you don't agree with me on everything, then we, we can't be friends or yeah. we can't, yeah. Uh, then, then now we are against each other. Yeah. And I think when we listen and we come to that, those, when, and we are listening and we're seeking to understand, okay, so you think this and I think this, and this is where the divide is. Yeah. Am I right yeah. in that? Yes, that is where the divide is. Okay. Now we know where we stand. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and okay. We, so, this is particularly where the divide is, but we agree on A, B, D, F, and L. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we know some things that we can unify on yeah. and we can either leave those other things to to rest mm-hmm. and, and or we can revisit those at another time yeah. when when it it will be okay for us to address that. Yeah. And so in in that way, we can uh, in a sense, agree to disagree, air quotes, mm-hmm. or we can um, see that we have much more in common than, and we, we actually believe in a lot of the same things. And so we can stay unified and we can stay in relationship and we don't have to cut this off yes. because of one difference here. Yes, absolutely, um, yeah. So I, I think that that, by listening excuse me, and boiling things down to their essence of this is where we are divided actually helps us unite mm-hmm. in, in, in the way that we yeah, can say, okay, that's one some thing. Clarity. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and we may not agree here, but we look at all the things that we actually agree on yeah. and, and, and we can come to. And I, I, I found that as helpful in my own marriage um, to be able to say, okay, let's let's look. Okay, there's a difference right here, mm-hmm. right? Do we have to agree on every single thing to um, to be in relationship with each other? No. Yeah. Do we have to agree on every single thing to parent our children to come to know and love Jesus? No, we yeah. don't. Yeah, there it can make it more difficult if we don't mm-hmm. agree on things, but yeah. we don't have to agree on everything, and so. Um, do we need to be in agreement of everything to just be in, be friends with each other? No, we don't. Yeah. We can. And it's actually, I think it's really, really healthy if we don't agree. I mean, I think that's one yeah. of the things that, that we've actually seen. And I think people have looked at, particularly with social media and maybe over the last year and a half as we've been less present to each other in person. But 
sort of the idea of groupthink and oh i'm just gonna surround myself with people that think exactly like me and that's easier it's more comfortable like yeah. i mean i want to i want to do that just as much as anyone else but yeah. that's not um that's not really how we're created or, or supposed to live and that that doesn't make us more empathetic that doesn't make us better at listening um if anything that just increases sort of our sense of the otherness of the people with whom we disagree. And when we celebrate diversity, when we celebrate each other's differences, it's not just our physical differences or who we believe in or what religion we ascribe to. We're not just celebrating those differences. We're celebrating the differences in opinion as well. And so to come to a point to say, okay, you and I disagree on this point, and yet we are still in relationship with one another, that's something to be celebrated, I think. Yes, yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. And and again, this is thinking from like a, a standpoint of, of faith in our relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. I mean, we do, you know, you do want people in your life, and I would say that the closer the relationships, the more you desire that is people that are going to point you to Christ, right? right. So again, you may not want people who don't share those fundamental core understandings of who Jesus is at the apex of your life, right? And that's not to get controversial here, but that's why historically and still the encouragement for Christians is don't marry non-Christians because that's the central relationship in your life. The person who's going to have the biggest impact on you. And if they don't share that core tenant of who Christ is and, and what are we living for and, you know, it's going to be hard to row in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same time, we are called to engage in the world and to invest in the world and have relationships with people. I think about first Peter, which we've been working through. And Peter says to honor everyone, you know, honor everyone. And that's just such a difficult blanket statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, be respectful, be honorable in, in some sense, see the image of God in everyone. Mm hmm regardless yeah. of, of who they are, regardless of their opinions. And, and, um, and, and I think we, you know, how are we ever going to win people to Christ if we're not in relationship with people with whom we disagree? Right. Yeah. I'm how nodding we, my head. You can't see that. Yeah. I'm nodding my head. Um, we, we have to be in, and, and we're not going to win people by bludgeoning them over the head. Right. Um, again, Peter be, honorable live honorable lives live winsome live beautiful lives in the world so that people even if they speak evil of you will glorify god on the day of his visitation or Mm -hmm. on the day of of judgment kind of depends on the translation but well um, and and i kind of want to take our conversation and steer it in a little bit of a different direction because I i think that we can take this skill of listening and we can apply it to god to the Holy mm. Spirit. And so often we want to, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but in my prayer life, I mean, in my, all of my relationships, I talk too much in my relationship with God. I talk way too much and I do a lot less listening than I mm. should. And I think that, that God is so good at letting me, me ramble and say, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? I hear you. I know your heart more than you know your heart. I know. And 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 then so often when it is his turn to speak, I just end I end the conversation. Yeah. And and I I have not given God any time or any space for me to actually listen to him. Yeah. 
So and yeah. and so often I don't get to hear God for who he is because I don't listen to God. Mm. Not in the sense that I'm not reading scripture and doing what he says, but I'm not I'm not hearing him. Yes. I'm not yeah. listening to him. I've created zero space for him yes. to actually speak. Absolutely. And for him yeah. to actually move. Even even though I'm in scripture and I'm reading scripture, am I just reading the scripture or am I allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through that? Yes. I think Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's so that's so good. I'm glad you took us there. And and I was like, this is not just a you know, if if you're a talkative person and you've been listening to this podcast, this is not meant as a critique of talkative people, right? Um <laughs> I won't take it that way, Dan. Yeah. Just because someone doesn't talk as much doesn't mean that they're any better at listening and doesn't mean that they're any better at listening to God. And I mean, I, I, I think about how, how much of my life, and once I get talking, I have a lot to say, <laughs> curse of being a pastor, but, but uh, I'm, I'm not always in, in situations the most talkative person. But that doesn't mean it's again. Because like, you office with me, Dan. Well, that's true. <laughs> it, it's all a matter of context. Yeah. But you know, am I am I filling up my life with with noise, with music, or with podcasts, or with sports? You know, what radio or what? Do I, is there any time for quiet, for silence, for stillness in in our lives where we can just listen to God. And I think what you said about scripture, scripture is the word of God, we believe, and through it, God speaks and then it comes alive in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet, if we, if we're not quiet when we come to scripture, if we're not seeking to listen, um, I, I think it's not, it's not wrong to seek out scripture for particular answers or like, but I think we can use scripture, like, I want to go to scripture because I want to proof text something or, mm-hmm. you know, I, Someone said something online, and I think it was bad theology, so I'm going to go to Scripture and find out the reason that they're wrong. You know, that that's not really listening to, to God. That's yeah. not really, really listening to Scripture. Um, and so being still and, and letting God speak to us, letting God critique us, letting God challenge us, um, being open to the reality that that God should change us when we come to Scripture, not the other way around. You know, like those yeah. sorts of... Um, it, it's easy. I, again, it's easy to listen to someone without actually listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the same of, of God. And yet the invitation of scripture is that's if we're, if there's any relationship where we want to listen, it's in our relationship with God. Right. Um, but I also think that if we're bad at this in our other relationships, we're going to be bad at it in our relationship with God. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the things, and this goes back to habits from however long ago, but the thing is that we, live out in one area of our life they they work their way into other areas yeah we're not dualists we're not dualists yeah, yeah. I, and again going back to james which we read yesterday of um can good and brackish or bad water come from the same source it's like no like so whatever is inside of us is going to come out one way or another right um and we might be able to you know, there might be moments when that clean water is coming out, but if it's if it's brackish at the source, if it's got roots and tree limbs, you know, we're going to start seeing that downstream. Um, and so, if we're not, if we haven't made a practice of listening yeah. in one area, it's it's gonna 
spill over in other areas. Well, and that's the great word to use, the practice of listening, because it takes a lot of practice. It does. It does. And honestly, I can almost guarantee you that as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, somebody is going to call you and is going to challenge you to listen. And you get to put it into practice immediately. Yes. Or you get to start practicing it. Yeah. Um, it's, It's a continual thing. And it's one of those things that, again, we don't get right all the time or even close for me, even close to um, most of the time. And it's something that we do get to practice. And so um, that's my encouragement to you guys is that, that it's never too late to to start this. Um, That, that listening is a, is a skill that uh, and a practice that we can, we can start now. Absolutely. And, and one that, that we should start now. And so, you know, if you're convicted by by this, as I am, like I'm preaching as much to myself as I'm talking to you guys, yeah. um, start start listening, and, and and now's a great time. Don't beat yourself up about oh I haven't yeah. listened in the past. Yeah. Okay, whatever, it's in the past, and honestly, you can't go back and change that. And the way that you go back and you kind of reconcile those relationships is by listening. Yes. It's not by going and changing the past we right. we can change the way that we're moving forward and 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 i think that that starts in particular human relationships with one another by by listening yeah so absolutely don't and be I, too proud to listen yeah no and, and and i think with this is you're just thinking about practical advice but i think learning to ask questions is part of this too if you're in a conversation with someone and you're not asking about them you're not going to have much to listen to, mm-hmm. um, which is similar to, again, coming to scripture. You know, what is God saying? Mm-hmm. Are there any commands here that I should listen to? What does God say about God's self? What does God say about us? What does God say about the Christian life? You know, like when we ask, when we're curious about someone else, then we'll have more opportunities to listen. Yeah. And so I think some practical advice is, you know, if you're talking to someone um, or, you know, if you see someone online, you're like, I, I really want to know what's going on in, in them and why they think this, like write down some questions and then text them and be like, Hey, could I talk? Could I just listen? Yeah. Don't play this out on Facebook, please, 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 yeah, please. Yeah. Um, but, but maybe it's a spouse or someone that you're in a close relationship with an accountability partner or just a, a close friend, but you know, it's okay to call someone or talk to someone or to your spouse and be like, Hey, I would like to work on listening. So can we just, try it can we practice this i just want to ask you questions and i want to i want to listen yeah um it, it can feel so with 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 couples again going back to marriage counseling um in the counseling session and then i'll invite them to practice and i don't know if anyone actually does but you know i said okay you share what you're thinking or what you're feeling yeah. or what you experienced and then i say to the other person okay repeat back what they said and usually the person will begin with well, she, you know, they, they think that I'm a jerk. It's like, no, 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 no. What did they say? Yeah. And they're like, well, they said that when I raise my voice, they feel anxious and that makes them want to pull away. Okay. That's very different than yeah. you think I'm a jerk, right? Yeah. So like, what did they actually say? And then, and then, you know, okay, what's a follow-up question that you could ask to help understand that? And it's super wooden and it feels really, really awkward, but um, sometimes when we're learning a skill, mm-hmm. we need those sort of rudimentary, um, awkward moments to, to help us. So I think don't be afraid to say, 
to someone that you trust, like, hey, I'm, I want to work on listening and I want to work on understanding and seeking to understand. So can we have a conversation and can I just listen? Yeah. You know, I mean, something I, as simple as that, I think is, I, I think that that's great. And, and something that, that we should, we should do and we should practice in our relationships. Um, I think that I've said this before, but like there's some like horrible trash TV that I love. <laughs> and one of my favorites is married at first sight. Okay. I don't necessarily recommend it because it's not really that great, but I love it for some reason. Yeah. And so one of the things that their um, relationship experts have them do often is they do the fishbowl exercise mm. and it's just a way for, um, couples to engage in questions and in listening of this is, you know, I get to tell you, you know, what makes me scared or what I have a fear yeah. of, or, you know, what I like, or if I had a dream vacation, this is what it would be. Or if I could do anything that's not my current job, this is what it is. And you, you learn about each other in lots of ways. So it's a way to build some emotional intimacy, intimacy, but it's also yeah. a great listening practice because, um, it's really easy for, you to like pull out a, so, so Jess and I did this just for fun. Cause I was like, Hey, that nice. looks like fun. Um, it's really easy to pull out a question and you ask it and then you're like, Oh, I have an answer for this. Yeah. I can't wait to share my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I've totally missed what Jessica was saying yes. about like what she thinks a really fun vacation would be. And actually that's really good practical information for me to have. Yeah. So that when we're planning a vacation, I can do yeah. one that she likes. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of a, a um, kind of a silly fun way to yeah. be able to, to start practicing that. Don't even think about what your answer is going to be. Sit mm -hmm. down. It's kind of, it feels a little bit forced, but it's a lot of fun to do actually yeah. as well. So um, that would be a kind of a silly way to start yeah. that listening exercise. It's very palatable. And then as you get into um, some more serious discussions and some more serious things that you're talking about, you can put those listening exercises Absolutely. into practice. That's really good. Um, yeah. My other thing is um, I've heard it said that God gave you two ears and one mouth because he wants you to listen twice as much as you speak. Yes. Well that. <laughs> I say that to myself all the time. It still hasn't <laughs> sunk in, but I'm working on it. But. Well, and again, you know, those that are not maybe as talkative can also fall into those traps of failing to speak when they need to. Yeah. I mean, I think we're talking about a particular issue. Yeah. Right. Of listening. And that's not the totality of what conversation is or true. what being a Christian is. And so, you know, recognize when you're listening to these podcasts that we're taking a particular issue and sort of focusing on it in a particular way. And there's other things that we're not addressing. Um, yeah. There, there's larger context. So I'd also say one, one, maybe uh, another piece of advice is because it can be scary, intimidating, uncomfortable to ask and not know, or to listen and not know whether you'll be heard because we do have things that we want to share. Mm -hmm. um, I'd also say, and I've experienced this in my own life, like don't be afraid to ask to be heard. Yes. So don't be afraid to say, hey, can I share about my day? That's a really practical one. Yeah. Can I share about my day? Um, and and I'll, like in, in my, you know, in, in Hannah and my marriage, I don't always volunteer information. And there are times when maybe I get home and, we're getting right into Edmund's dinner and bedtime and mm -hmm. bath time routine. And she's exhausted because she's within with 
been with him all day and, and I'm kind of tired and I have stuff that I'm processing. Right. And, um, and neither of us might be in a sense of, you know, Hannah wants to hear, but is maybe too tired to actually ask or thinks that I don't want to share with her because I don't always do that. I, I haven't made it necessarily a habit. Right. And so to me, for me to say, Hey, I'd really like to share some things that I'm trying to process from the day always she's like oh yeah let's do that like like, let's let's sit down and let's talk about it because i really want to hear that Mm -hmm. and so sometimes we might be surprised by how much people actually do want to listen to us yeah but again it's easier they'll want to listen more when we've been listening um but anyway that's just another if you feel like you're listening and not getting anything back sometimes just ask for it and when someone asks you to listen that is not your time to be the fixer that's yes. not your time yes. to voice your opinion unless it is asked, what do you think I should do about this? Or yeah. what do you think about this? That's when Hannah and I ask each other, it's like, do you want, do you want solutions or do you just want to, are you just wanting to talk? Yeah. I think that that's so important. We, we like sometimes, explicitly ask that sometimes we need to vent. Okay. Yeah. And venting is not the same as I'm seeking advice. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah. But I, and, and I think that too, the way that I entered into this discussion is I'm, I've been invited into that conversation, right? Somebody yeah. has brought this up to me. So mm-hmm. they've come to me with something. And so at that point, when we enter into this discussion, they're telling, they're telling me something and that, that means it's my job to listen. Yeah. It's not me needing to speak and I'm going to, to someone to say, Hey, I have something that I need to talk about. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that those are two different yeah. scenarios. Yeah. And, and so, uh, well, again, I yeah. th- thanks for bringing that up because yeah. it's not both sides of, yeah. of the uh, the conversation there. We're talking about the yeah. listening portion yeah. of the conversation. And again, that's like, I mean, it, it's it still is listening, right? Because if someone shares something with you, if you ask them, you know, I have some thoughts, would you mind if I share? Or this is making me think of something that might be helpful would it be all right if I gave you that thought or again with Hannah and I was like, or maybe tomorrow we can come back to this because this is not the time, but you're by asking, then again, you're listening to them and listening to their response and taking what they need to be of more value than what you want. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, if you're, and if you're offering advice in that frame of mind, then it's, there's much more likelihood that it'll be received for one. So, well, I love this avenue in this way because uh, you guys have been great listeners yes. uh, and you have no option to be able to speak into this conversation That's because true. we have the microphones and you don't. But thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being good listeners and being so attentive to everything that we've had to Absolutely. share with you today. Um, go out and continue to be good listeners. Um, yeah, that was just really cheesy. Sorry. But... <laughs> No, but seriously, well, and if you ever, if y'all, as you're listening, if things come up and you want to talk back, push back, ask questions, we're happy to listen to you. Yes, we are. I'll do my best. I'll do my best, too. So, it's great to be back with you all. Yeah, it is. We've missed you. Yes. Even though we're just in this room and you're out there. That feels really odd to say, but it is true. It's true, though. I don't even know who all of you are, but I miss you. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blessings on this week. Go out. Be slow to speak. Quick to listen. Yeah. 
I like it. Ready to submit yourselves to one another. Don't like that one. But I'll reference do it. to Christ. <laughs> yeah. So we okay. will talk at you later. Yeah. Thanks Hopefully again to we'll Eric. be back in uh, every couple of weeks from now on. Yes. I think we're back to a place where we can get these out a little more. Absolutor. Regularly. So. Thanks to Eric again for giving us some music to be able to listen to on our way out. Yeah. Hit yeah. it.